we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. Good to be with you today on AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. We're broadcasting live on this Friday edition of AFA at the Core. I'm Marco Wildman. Our website is AFR.net. AFR.net is the website. We also have a mobile app out there. Very easy to use. Takes you just a couple minutes to download. So we're always encouraging our audience to download the AFA, not the AFA at the Core app. Too bad we don't have an AFA at the Core app. Download the AFR app, the American Family Radio app on your smartphone, on your tablet device, uh, wherever you use applications, mobile applications, download the American Family Radio app. Hey, um, YouTube, they have just helped us out, my friends. <laughs> uh, they have just helped us out, Bobby. Um and I got an email about 10 minutes ago that YouTube had taken down another one of my videos. That's so awesome. It this is. is it's great. pretty darn awesome. I mean, this is like ad dollars galore that YouTube is giving me here. Yep, and, exactly. Um, but here's the video they removed. I mean, these folks are sensitive. They are like snowflakes uh, on steroids. They removed a video of me talking about YouTube removing a video. Remember I had on Dr. David Wiseman, top 66 researcher with Johnson & Johnson. He used to be. Now he's running his own company, still on, still conducting clinical trials and studies for major pharmaceutical companies. Well, Dr. David Wiseman came on my show for two segments, sharing his expert opinion about multiple things, prophylaxis treatments for COVID, also the jab, and YouTube yanked it down. Well, the next day, I let our listeners know that YouTube yanked the video down, and simply for mentioning that YouTube yanked the video down, YouTube yanked the next video down. <laughs> so you can't make it up. But by the way, we're not live streaming on YouTube now because they won't let me. They won't let me live stream on YouTube, but I do have some good news. Uh, Bobby, what's happening Monday? There's something about this video platform happening Monday. Yeah, AFR streaming, streaming.afa.net will be the sole platform that the AFA Complex, American Family Association, will be streaming from. Uh, most of it will be will be podcasts uh, to start with. Mm -hmm. I guess we actually do live streaming uh, come early January, no? Uh, sometime in early 2022. I don't want to make my <laughs> IT guys smile. mad at me. <laughs> I don't want to make my IT guys mad at me and my lady, the ladies over there. Because we won't pin them down. If I pin them down, uh, that'll come back to bite me. Um, so I'm not going to do that to them. But look, we are uh, Monday, this upcoming Monday, we're going to launch our video streaming platform. AFA Streaming is the name of the platform. And um, we will announce that on Monday. We'll give you the URL, all the information you need to log in next week. Um, and we're going to be uploading AFA at the core there after every show uh, starting next week. It'll be up about within an hour or a little bit more than that after the show each weekday. 
And then, as as uh, Bobby mentioned there, as he teased, in 2022, we're going to launch a live streaming option. In 2022, hopefully early 22, in the in the next few months, we can launch a live streaming option there where you can get go and fetch content, but you can also get live content as well. We're going to go that route. Very exciting and times for the ministry. Absolutely. Really um, but the whole point of this is that starting next week, who needs Facebook and YouTube? I mean, that's a legitimate question. Starting next week, who needs Facebook and YouTube? If you can go to AFA Streaming and watch AFA at the Core, airing the Addisons, the Hamilton Corner, Trivia Friday, whatever you want to watch, then why go to the big tech platforms? Legitimate question. I'll let you ponder over it over the weekend, and then on Monday, I'll be on here telling you how to create an account. Uh, so that's coming up next week. Boy, we are... I just hope we suck users after users away from these these platforms uh, that don't allow the truth to be shared because they're making money off us, by the way. That's one thing that's not talked about often. These companies, they're making bukus of money off of you and me. When we go visit these sites, they're making ad dollars off of you and me. So why should we award them for their bad behavior? The answer is we shouldn't. We should just do our own thing, and that's what we're doing. Uh, here's our verse of the week, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 29 and 30. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. That's Proverbs chapter 3, verse 29 and 30. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason. Um, uh, a DVD I want to want to mention here is one I haven't done all week, but I want to now, and that is a, a, a product we put together with uh, Ken Cuccinelli, the former Attorney General out of Virginia. He also worked for the Trump administration, and he um, headed up uh, one of the um, major immigration uh, agencies within the Department of Homeland Security. Um, that is Ken Cuccinelli under the Trump administration. We put together this video, video choosing good leaders for tough times by Ken Cuccinelli. Um, and you can find this by going to resources.afa.net, resources.afa.net, um, choosing good leaders for tough times. A uh, story I want to mention uh, for today is um, Al Gore, you know, um, we probably, you probably can't keep up with the news very much without coming across a story about climate change. That's what they call it. It used to be called global warming, but now it's called climate change. Why? Because the globe stopped warming. So you can't call it global warming if the globe is not warming. Well, they shifted strategy and, and started begin using the term climate change, which is so very broad that it covers everything. It's actually a brilliant marketing move, by the way. And I, I came across videos today of Al Gore back in the early 2000s talking about how they need to rebrand global warming. They needed to rebrand global warming so it's more comprehensive, more all-inclusive to anytime there's a tornado, anytime it gets really cold, anytime it gets really warm. They just throw out climate change, climate change. And remember, this is all linked back to the, this falsehood, in my opinion, this falsehood that you and I are causing climate change. Like th these people, 
they 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 can they try to convince the public that because you and I drive a vehicle to work, that all of a sudden there's going to be a tornado next week, and we're causing it. Our carbon emissions from our vehicles or whatever you know whatever energy usage we use, it is causing these these natural disasters. I mean, it's it's actually very ludicrous if you start looking at it. And the science, folks, is very, very shallow here. The science is so shallow, um, you can debunk this stuff pretty quickly. But nonetheless, Al Gore, he's been grifting on this for years, for decades. Al Gore has been making bank on the climate change hoax. Well, I came across um, a story back from 2006. This is This is absolutely great. 2006. Here's the the headline of this piece in the Washington Post. Al Gore, Sundance's leading man, Sundance, the video production company. Al Gore, Sundance's leading man, quote, an inconvenient truth documents his efforts to raise alarm on effects of global warming. So they produced this documentary called An Inconvenient Truth. And this is in 2006. Here is one of the predictions that Al Gore made in 2006 in this documentary. And by the way, they sh- they've got sequels, go- sequels going on about this film. That shows that they have to keep this thing going. One inconvenient truth documentary is not enough. You've got to keep doing them, doing them, and doing them. Why? Because you're making millions off of the hoax. So you've got to keep the hoax going. He said that in in uh, in this specific documentary, he said that humans only may only have ten years left to save the planet from turning into a frying pan. <laughs> That's quoting from this Washington Post piece. Um, Al Gore believes humans may only have ten years left to save the planet from turning into a total frying pan. He said. In January of 2006. Well, 2016 came and it passed. And the world is far from being a frying pan. Actually, the earth has been cooling for the last probably decade or so. Um, And we had a record cold winter last year. But actually, technically it was this year. It was in January, February of this year. And... uh. But let's don't talk about that. Let's don't talk about record cooling. Well, I brought in a clip, not from the documentary, but from a TED Talk, where um, Al Gore is warning about the polar ice in uh, up in the North Pole, that how it's all going to melt in five years. This is a clip from 2009, clip six. Let's listen. Some of the models suggests to Dr. Maslowski that there is a 75% chance that the entire North Polar ice cap during summer, during some of the summer months could be completely ice-free within the next five to seven years. Bob used a figure of 2030, and the volumetric analysis leads Dr. Maslowski to make that projection. We will find out. There you have it. There you have it. That was a 2009 presentation. We found out. <laughs> we did find out, and it didn't happen. Bobby, good point there. 
But, you know, the question is, is, is how long can a man do this and claim any sense of credibility? Because if it was, if it was myself doing it and I was predicting, I don't know, something else and I was wrong every time, I can't keep going on these major platforms doing spewing out the same lies and misinformation over and over and over again. But that is what Al Gore does, and you want to know why? He makes a very good living doing it. He is a multimillionaire, and most of his money comes from the hoax of climate change. So there, if there's no... Uh, man-made climate change, then there's no Al Gore salary and there's no Al Gore paying his mortgage. That's pretty much plain and simple. This is what he does. I mean, he's a professional grifter, runs around running this scam of climate change, and he makes millions from it. And there's no other way to explain it. And if he doesn't know he's spewing lies, I would be very, very surprised. Unless he's just surrounded himself in this bubble of everybody who doesn't know anything, and he re- genuinely thinks he's sharing the truth. But you would think after your predictions don't come true five times in a row that you would re-examine your science and your data and your predictions, and you would go, you know what, maybe I'm just getting it wrong. Maybe I'm just wrong. Personally, I don't believe that, that, that humans have that much of an impact in, on our climate. I mean, think about how massive... The planet is. Think about how massive the galaxies are. Think about the, all that God has created. And to think that you and I driving a truck to work is going to drastically change the climate of the world. I mean, how prideful are we? How prideful are we to think that because we're operating a coal plant, to power homes in America that somehow you can link that to hurricanes? Where is the science there linking those two things together? Well, the science isn't there. That's why it's a hoax. AFA at the core, I'm Walker Wildman. Maybe I should get into the grifting strategy of climate change. Maybe I should because Al Gore has done it and he is making a pretty penny off of spreading fear-mongering and the hoax of climate change. AFA at the core, more on this when we get back. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. It's not by chance that Jesus refers to his church as the body. Just as it is with our physical bodies, every member has a distinct role and function to fulfill. Unfortunately, in this era of celebrity Christianity, we've reduced the concept of ministry solely to what occurs and what is often little more than Sunday productions and performances. The key to thriving in God's kingdom is understanding that every member in the body of Christ is vital and is called to ministry. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III. 
public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Have you ever said to a friend, I'm on my way, when in reality you're still at home searching frantically for your keys? Look, no one's perfect, but it's how we own up to our shortcomings that creates a model of accountability for our girls. In order to expect your daughter to be accountable for her actions, you must be held to your own. It's when your daughter hears you say, honestly, I'm running a little behind, but as soon as I find the keys, I'll be on my way. That shows her honesty and accountability. Hebrews 10.24 reads, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Model accountability for your girl so she might mimic your good deeds. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. You can learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. This is Franklin Graham, and I've got an idea for Christmas, and that is to fill a shoebox for a child somewhere in the third world. These children live in poverty, and what I'm asking you to do is just take a shoebox and fill it with items for a child, put toys, school supplies, and then we give these boxes out, and we do this in Jesus' name. And put your picture in there, put your address in there. Maybe the kids can write you back, but we need you to be a part of it. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Visit SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC to get involved. Send joy to a child in need with Operation Christmas Child. Simply pack a shoebox with fun toys, school supplies, and hygiene items. Then bring it to a drop-off location during National Collection Week, November 15th through the 22nd. You can also build a shoebox online. The best part is the good news of Jesus Christ is shared alongside your gift. And each child is given the opportunity to participate in a life-changing discipleship program. Visit SamaritansPurse.org OCC to learn more. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. Good to be with you today. Hey, we were talking about Al Gore just giving the fella a hard time before the break. And the entire thing that got me triggered on this, yes, I have been triggered over Al Gore and his... Ripping off these young folks who go to his conferences and flock to him to save the world. Boy, is he getting rich off of them. But that's on them. That's on them. Um, the There's this uh, UN Global Warming Conference going on right now. It's called COP26. And by the way, um, the clip I just played was from this same conference. It wasn't from a TED Talk. There was a video I watched this morning of a Al Gore TED Talk. But that video we played before the break, or that audio, was from a the same conference that's going on this week, but it was like 10 years ago or longer. Um, so it was longer than that. It was uh, it was one of, the, one of these UN conferences that Al Gore was in. So this shows you how long he's been doing this. It was but, like 2009, I think it was. Yes, yeah. that's correct. So it was the math on that to 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, between 12 and 13 years ago at this conference, um, the um, 2009 conference, now we're in 2021, and he's still going to these conferences spewing out the same warnings about um, climate change. Here is 
from this story. This story came out today from Fox News. Here's the headline. Al Gore, time to say goodbye to coal, oil, and gas worldwide, he said at this conference going on this week. In 2017, he said, we are right now at a political tipping point. The window for limiting the increased temperatures to 1.5 degrees Celsius is closing but we have the solutions we need to solve the crisis. Just give me money, please. That's from Al Gore in 2017. Well, now it's 2021. He's back at this same global warming conference saying that we need to say goodbye to coal, oil, and gas worldwide. Folks, here's the problem, all right? This whole green energy, clean energy narrative it's all a hoax i mean this entire thing is a is a falsehood and when i say this entire thing is a falsehood what am i specifically talking about i'm talking about this narrative that driving a tesla is better than driving a gasoline burning vehicle all right that that's that somehow a tesla is more quote unquote clean than driving a gasoline burning vehicle and here's my position, and here's where I'm where I'm building this this position. Have you ever read what goes into manufacturing lithium ion batteries? Bobby knows where I'm going here. We've talked about this. The process that goes into mining for lithium minerals is the same process that goes into mining for gold drilling for oil, natural gas. Some could even make the case that tapping for natural gas is less intrusive into the environment than this whole mining for lithium is. And to prove my point, let's bring in the New York Times. This is from a May 6, 2021 article. Atop a long dormant volcano in northern Nevada, workers are preparing to start blasting and digging out a giant pit that will serve as the first new large-scale lithium mine in the United States in more than a decade. A new do domestic supply of essential ingredient in electric car batteries and renewable energy. How is it renewable if you have to mine for it? Anyway, shouldn't ask questions. The mine, constructed in leased federal lands, could help address the near-total reliance by the United States on foreign sources of lithium. But the project known as Lithium Americas, has drawn protests from members of the Native American tribe, ranchers, and environmental groups because it is expected to use billions of gallons of precious groundwater, potentially contaminating some of it for 300 years, while leaving behind a giant mound of waste. <laughs> Oh, a folk. Does this sound like Keystone? <laughs> is this the Keystone app? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is They shut down Keystone. Why not shut this down? Oh, no, no, because Elon Musk is building his Teslas with this. And he's green. He's green, right? Um, a fellow that was upset about this named Max Wilbert commented in this New York Times piece, and he said, blowing up a mountain isn't green, no matter how much marketing spin people put on it. Wow. So next time you get convinced by your neighbor that going Tesla is going green, just start asking them about what the process is of getting the lithium to build the lithium-ion batteries. Well, it's not such a clean process, and it's pretty much the same process where we get all of our other energy sources. All right? 
Uh, not to mention that it's a whole lot less efficient, might I add. It's a whole lot less efficient than coal, oil, and natural gas, by the way. Um, and you ask, ask uh, Texas um, how the windmills went for them this uh, past winter, and they're going to say it didn't mm. go very well. It didn't Indeed. go very well. Um, and I, 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 I can't I can't leave this. This is too good. This is gold, no pun intended. Um, so we have the lithium-ion batteries, but, folks, we need to remember that the batteries need to be charged. All right? This is, I know, we're going through, like, battery uh, electronics 101, but the battery's got to be charged, okay? And I'm not, like, an anti, you know, battery guy. I've got a golf cart. I mean, if you can run stuff on batteries, <laughs> more power to you. It's a little bit quieter, by the way. But this whole... This whole fantasy and, and obsession with battery-operated stuff, it, it's not about green, all right? I don't know what it's about. Maybe it's just a new industry, and it's cool, and people like it because it doesn't make a lot of noise, and that's fine. If we want to drive a Tesla because, you know, it doesn't have a muffler pipe on it, and it's a little bit less maintenance, you're not having to go get your oil change, and that's fine. Uh, but don't sell it to me on some moral grounds that it's a— uh, you know, we're going to save God's planet if we drive Teslas because that's that, that's a very faulty way of thinking. Um, nonetheless, you've got to charge these things, all right? So when you when you plug your Tesla into the wall, there's got to be power coming into your house to recharge the Tesla, all right? And the solar panels aren't going to cut it. Let me just tell you that. The solar panels and the windmills aren't going to cut it. You can't run your air conditioner, your refrigerator, your oven, and your Tesla all on solar panels and windmills. And for those engineers out there, yes, technically you can if you have enough of them. But it sure does take a lot of them. And if it's a cloudy day, well, too bad. You're just not going to the grocery store today until you get some sunshine to charge your Tesla. Um, but I say all that to say that our homes get powered by oil, natural gas, and coal. That's what the 76% of America's um, energy supply are those three sources, all right? It's not windmills, and it's not solar panels. Um, so even if you get your Tesla and you're all proud of it, well, the, the plant powering your house is coming from coal, natural gas, or oil, all right? So you just thought you were saving the planet, and then that coal plant, right, that you're using to charge your Tesla is going to have to use more coal. Why? Because you're charging your vehicle using your house outlets, all right? So they're going to have to use more of those dirty, dirty energy sources. So it's really all for nothing, to be honest with you. It's really all for nothing if you start looking into it. All right, we'll move on. That's enough enough uh, electronic talk. Um, this story's out of New York. Uh, Marty sent this over to me this morning. And um, Governor Andrew Cuomo has been charged, actually. This is from the New York Post. Disgraced uh, ex-governor Andrew Cuomo was charged Thursday with groping a former aide in Albany's executive mansion and the governor's mansion there, a crime that could send him to jail for a year if he's convicted. And I could talk about this for a little while, but why stay on this? Well, the only thing I want to get from this, I want to make sure we get from this, is how the former governor is being treated by law enforcement. So when you read down, uh, about six paragraphs down, New York Post says that a summons has been issued directing the former governor to appear in Albany City Court on November 17th. 
according to the Albany County Sheriff's Office and the Albany County District Attorney's Office. Cuomo is expected to surrender to authorities sometime next week and be arrested and booked, sources say. So the reason I bring this up is because I wonder, didn't, Bobby, didn't Cuomo get some kind of award, like a Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> for sending elderly people to the nursing home to die? Mm. That's what he got his Nobel Peace Prize for. Exactly. And he wrote a book on it. Yeah, his handling of it, his handling of, uh, of of New York through the COVID pandemic. Yeah, and it was in a disaster how he handled it. But he wrote a book on it, and he got by. Like, everybody gave him applause. Well, he made like $5 million in advance, didn't he? He did. I mean, it was just astonishing. And then he got a Nobel Peace Prize. This this dude did not do anything noble. Um, And I know it's not, it's a Nobel Peace Prize, but if we're going to play on that, he didn't do anything good for to get this award i mean if anything he did criminal stuff there should be a full investigation into why he sent covid positive elderly patients into nursing homes to infect other covid uh, other patients in nursing homes i mean that's against every type of medical advice that we've been hearing you're supposed to stay home quarantine for two weeks quarantine forever and here they are sending covid positive patients into nursing homes but he's he's allowed he's gonna just like I don't know go to dinner this weekend and hang out before he has to go to jail next week. <laughs> but if you're Paul Manafort or if you're Michael Flynn or if you're Roger Stone or if you're Michael Cohen, well no 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 we got to send FBI tactical teams in. We've got to send FBI tactical teams in to bust down your door at four in the morning while you're in bed with your wife. And you can come out front in the front yard in your underwear. That's what they did to Roger Stone. That's what they did to Paul Manafort Mm -hmm. and several others. All the DOJ, the Department of Justice. But when it comes to Andrew Cuomo or any other Democrat, well, you know, you know you're supposed to report to jail next week. So we'll see you next week on your timing, Mr. Cuomo. Come in whenever you're ready. Uh, So that's what they're doing there. So if it's a conservative, Republican, um, they did the same thing, by the way. With uh, Steve Stockman. We had Steve Stockman on this show a couple weeks ago talking about how the IRS and the FBI came after him because he criticized Lois Lerner during the Obama days. What did they do? FBI came banging on his door, took him in, investigated him, searched his home, all over some campaign finance violations. But Governor Cuomo um, sexually assaults someone in the governor's mansion and then... You know, you can just come in next week whenever you're ready, Governor Cuomo. Uh, the the standard, the double standard, rather, is astonishing. Speaking of double standards, uh, President Obama was campaigning for Terry McAuliffe in Virginia last week. And uh, Terry McAuliffe, he's pulling out all the stops. I mean, he's bringing in Biden, which is even questionable whether that's a good idea considering Biden's poll numbers. But nonetheless... Democrats aren't always known for making wise decisions. Um, they brought in Obama. They did. They played the clips in churches with the vice president, Kamala Harris. I talked about that, um, which, why is that not being investigated, by the way? Can I play clips of, you know, Donald J. Trump when he's running for president in my church endorsing him? Are clips endorsing the president in my church? No, 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 no. We would have the IRS and the FBI tactical teams coming down, coming down quick. 
Um, this is a clip, clip four. This is Obama <laughs> claiming that Republicans are rigging elections. Let's listen. Why is it Republicans don't want you to vote? What, what is it that they're so afraid of? Yeah, you know, it, 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 I would assume, Terry, if, if they think they've got better ideas, why don't they just go make the case? Tell us your ideas. Tell us why you think they're going to be better. Tell us how it's going to help that man get a job or, or help that young person go to college or, or help that person get a trade. Hey, just explain it. And if, if you've got good ideas... People will flock to your ideas, but, but that's not what they try to do. Instead, you're trying to rig elections. Because the truth is, people disagree with your ideas. Well, breaking news, President Obama. I can't explain my ideas because YouTube keeps taking me down. <laughs> they say, Bobby, they say explain your ideas, but then they cancel us. Yeah, and and it's funny because if you if if our listeners can can get a hold of that clip, he keeps looking back toward uh, McAuliffe for affirmation and so on and so forth. And if you listen really closely, the crowd's not really, you know, lying on every word and wait to say, "Oh yeah, yeah, we we champion your cause." It's like they're having a big conversation in the background amongst themselves and he's looking for somebody to affirm what he's saying. So he keeps looking at McAuliffe yeah. as opposed to the crowd. It's it's he has lost his edge, I can assure you and, of that. And the energy, the energy at these events is so low. Yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah, and nothing you look there. at I was watching President Biden when he came and stumped for Terry McAuliffe and, you know, the cameras were all zoomed in, which makes the crowds look humongous. And you're going, wow, President Biden's got a crowd. And then, by the way, he wasn't wearing a mask, and he was, like, all up in people's faces, which is apparently against what Fauci says to do. We shouldn't have Thanksgiving. We shouldn't have Christmas. But Biden can go rub up on strangers in Virginia. <laughs> Talk about double standard. By the way, I'm supposed to have more people over for Thanksgiving this year just because Fauci said I couldn't. <laughs> um, but the low crowds, the low energy, the can the camera zoomed out at this event in Virginia. And I'm talking probably dozens of people. Not hundreds, probably dozens of people. They had the little crowd railing system, like the bike racks. I mean, there was only like 20 feet between the stage and the back of the crowd. Folks... I don't know how Terry McAuliffe's going to get enough votes to win, but we shall find out next week. AFA at the core. We'll be back in just a few minutes. American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture. Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net They should face some sort of consequences. At the very least, what you put on there should be true. And if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming. 
our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is coming in November. Learn more at afa.net. After a series of health issues, this mom felt abortion was the only answer. Was still borderline thinking abortion until the little part at the bottom of the ultrasound started moving, and we realized there were two, and I knew then. The Ministry of Preborn is there for moms in crisis, offering free ultrasounds and the gospel in action. At just 11 weeks old, these twins cried out for life through ultrasound. Just seeing that, I said, I can't. I can't. The ultrasound is still the deal. Preborn clinics are the largest providers of free ultrasounds in the USA, introducing moms to their preborn babies and helping them choose life. To find out more, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say, baby, your love can save a life. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. We are live streaming on Facebook, by the way. They have not pulled us down yet, so maybe they're just not on their A game. AFA at the Core on Facebook, you can live stream the show. We're not on YouTube today because we offended someone. We offended someone, so YouTube moderators pulled our videos down, and we are in timeout. We are in timeout, and I tell you, I am just devastated. I am just absolutely devastated. My weekend's not going to be the same, all because YouTube decided to pull down my channel and not let me live stream there. No, no, no. I think I'm going to sleep all right tonight. You want to know why? Because we have a streaming platform launching Monday of next week where we're going to upload AFA at the core every day after the show. Marty, who helps us run the video here, he's going to upload the video uh, to the streaming platform so you can watch AFA at the core at your convenience whenever you'd like. And uh, it's going to be a great way to do this. You know what you can, uh, if you're working throughout the day and you get home and Hey, I want to catch up with AFA at the core and then boom, go to the streaming platform and stream the video there. Um, So that's going to be next week. We're launching that. We're going to have two tiers. Uh, We're going to have a free tier and then a uh, monthly donation tier where you have to be a great commission partner to watch certain content. But the good news is, is AFA at the core and the other shows are going to be free. So all you got to do is create an account. 
to watch that content. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in Virginia. The uh, there's a race between Glenn Youngkin and Terry McAuliffe, and and that's that that election's actually this upcoming week. On Tuesday is election day there in Virginia, and it's also election day across the country. By the way, there's there's some pretty pretty important elections going on around the country. Um, they just haven't gotten a lot of attention as far as the uh, as far as the media goes around the country, and I haven't really covered it much here either. Um, but we'll we'll keep an eye on that on Tuesday, November second, next week. But this race is very interesting. Fox News came out with a poll last night, and you know it's a it's a hit or miss with Fox News to be honest with you on their polls because sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. But I guess that's the story of every poll in America. They showed Glenn Youngkin up eight points in the state of Virginia in that gubernatorial race. Uh, so we'll see if they're right next week. You know, what I'm hoping for, what I'm optimistic about, is that the people of Virginia will take back their state. They have been a pretty blue state for a while now, and they're upset. You know, these parents at these school board meetings, they're upset with the liberal policies of their current governor, Ralph Northam. So maybe the people of Virginia will decide to make a change. Maybe they'll decide to make a change. And this will really be an indicator of whether what the Democrats are doing in Washington and around the country is popular or not. Uh, We'll have to find out if what they're doing in Washington is popular or not. Speaking of what's going on in Washington, the MSNBC Morning Joe had a, uh, a an announcement or an admission this uh, past week on MSNBC. They admitted that Thanksgiving was going to be the most expensive meal in the history of the holiday. Let's listen to clip three. This is MSNBC. Thanksgiving is now less than a month away. Are you ready? And it's shaping up to be the most expensive meal in the history of the holiday. Consumer groups say almost every ingredient... In a traditional American Thanksgiving, from the disposable aluminum roasting pan to the pumpkin pie will cost more. The supply chain crisis, trade policies, labor shortages, weather and inflation are all contributing to higher prices. Experts warn that the biggest expense this year will be the turkey. The price per pound is expected to rise above $1.36, surpassing the record benchmark price set back in 2015. You know, the grocery store right now, I mean, everything is up. I was going shopping for my daughter and okay, this is this is different than even a few months ago. Prices yeah, you know. everything. Well, that was Mika Brzezinski on <clears throat> Morning Joe on MSNBC, Joe Scarborough by the way. That was Joe Scarborough's wife, Mika Brzezinski. They co-host that show and um she admitted this is going to be the most expensive Thanksgiving in uh, the history of the holiday. And you notice she cited the 2015 numbers as far as the record breaking that 2021 is going to break. Well, who was president then? Um, President Barack Obama. So you notice all these price increases all happen to come under Democrats. Imagine that. Wonder why that is. Well, the reason that probably is is because these folks, 
they couldn't run a lemonade stand. These folks couldn't run a lemonade stand, even if we set it all up for them and told them how to run the books. They probably couldn't do it. Oh, but they're running our economy. They are running our economy. And you better bet that Pete Buttigieg at the Department of Transportation, that fella is, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he used to be mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Now he's the Department of Transportation secretary. Hadn't been into the office in about two months, uh, but you better bet he knows what he's doing. Tongue fully uh, in cheek there. Hey, uh, Representative Carter, this is from Breitbart.com. Representative Carter from Representative uh, Troy Carter from Louisiana. He was on with Neil Cavuto this past week on the Fox Business Network. And he argued that the impact of inflation, quote, will be eased when we start to invigorate our economy and we invigorate our economy by pumping money into it to stimulate it, end quote. That's his words. What I would like to ask this Democrat representative, Troy Carter from Louisiana, is where have you been for the past 10 months? Washington, oh, have they stimulated our economy? Have they invigorated our economy with about $4 trillion over the past two years? But then here we are, and they're wanting to do the same thing that got us in this mess. Which leads me to this. There's no way, there's no way on this earth that these folks do not know that spending, printing more money in a country already dealing with historic levels of inflation will not help the situation. And to intentionally, knowingly mislead people and say that printing more money will actually help inflation go down, that defies all laws of economics that have been around forever. You talk to any economist and you ask them, will it help inflation? Will it help ease inflation if we print more money? They're going to say, absolutely not. Did you, go to, did you go to high school? But here we are. These are elected representatives in Congress representing you and I. And he's on Fox Business. And I want to know why No Cavuto didn't call him out on this. Why did No Cavuto not interrupt him and say, sir, did you take Economics 101? Printing more money during record inflation never ends up well, never bodes well. But nonetheless, he carried on, continued to uh, mislead people and say that pumping about $1.5 trillion, $1.75 trillion into the economy is going to make things a whole lot better. You know, that's the, pro that's the problem we're in now is we got too much money out there. we got too much money. we got too much demand out there, and our supply chain literally cannot keep up with it. I talked about the... Um, talked about the ports earlier in the week um you know i'm not i'm not on this i'm not joining this wagon of blaming the ports these ports are pumping out 30 percent more containers than they were this time last year yeah the pandemic was a little more effective last year meaning there it was more there was less activity at this point last year so you could say well they were just pumping through more last year and that's probably true but nonetheless these guys aren't just sitting on their hands our truckers are driving hours and hours every day. They're doing the best they can. They can. 
But what we have is we have our politicians in Washington who paid people to sit on the couch for over 12 months. For about 12 months, we paid people to sit at home, quite literally. They were making, some people were making more at home on federal and state unemployment than they were making working. That pretty much explains this entire situation. And by the way, shutting down the economy, looking back on this, shutting down the economy was a terrible idea. And I hope President Trump understands that. I hope President Trump and the rest of those economic advisors and Fauci and all these folks understand what they did was a bad idea. And it would actually be nice if we had some people come out and say, yeah, you know what? We made a bad decision. We never get this. We never get this out of the politicians. We never get an admission that they made a bad decision. And, you know, the political analysts out there and the campaign advisors are going to say, oh, no, no, Walker, that's politics 101. You never admit that you did something wrong. Well, that might be politics 101, but we need to be living out life 101, which is when you do something wrong, you admit it. I think it would actually be refreshing if when politicians made terrible mistakes, they would actually come out and admit they made mistakes. But instead, they spin, they wiggle, they wobble, they position themselves, they change the narrative, they change the talking points, and they just don't want to talk about the mistakes they made. But it's time that we actually start owning up to the mistakes that we made. And, you know, I sure hope if I'm ever an elected official and I make a boo-boo, I make a mistake, that I'll come out and admit it. I think that shows a lot about a person if they're willing to admit their mistakes. Um, Another clip on this topic is from Senator Amy Klobuchar. You know, she was on on, uh, a network show this past week, and with a straight face, she said that, that more people getting the jab will help fix the economy and the supply chain. She said this with a straight face. Let's listen to clip five. How do we fix the supply chain and get this economy going again? I don't think you'll be surprised by my first answer, and that's getting control on the Delta variant, because it's not just in our country, it's all over all over the world. And you're seeing these, these problems, uh, because you've got factories shut down here, factories starting up here, employment issues. This is what I would say. Number one, uh, we've got to make sure uh, that we get the vaccines out, not just in our country, but all over the world. Get the vaccines out in this country and all around the world, and that will fix our economic issues. That will fix our economic issues. Folks, once again, who are these people? What are they reading? Who are they talking to? They are so out of touch. If you think what's wrong with America is we don't have enough people with this jab, boy, are you wrong. Boy, are you missing the point. Boy, are you not reading the news. The shot is now they're all admitting that it's not working. That's why they're on booster number four. This is not a medical issue that we're dealing with, folks. We are dealing with terrible economic policies put in place by the Biden administration. But when I say that the media is the arm of the Democrat Party, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. These senators, these congressmen, these congresswomen, they go on network television just like that right there, and they they just throw out this stuff that is factually inaccurate. And they're not questioned on it. There's no pushback. 
and they've got people watching this, and you'd be surprised how many people watch these shows across the country. And they're going, yeah, yeah, we need more shots, more vaccines. That's going to get America back economically. This is not a medical problem that we're dealing with in America. This is an economic problem by the policies that these people put in place. They put these policies in place, and then they blame it on the unvaccinated. We've seen this over and over again in recent months. Blame it on the unvaccinated. Folks, the reason the shelves are empty around the country in certain parts is not because there's not enough people vaccinated. I would actually argue the opposite. Today, the New York Police Department and the New York Fire Department are about to let go. They're about to fire hundreds of emergency responders. Today, at 5 p.m. today, they're going to fire hundreds of emergency first responders. And in New York City alone, they're going to be out 150 ambulances starting at 5 p.m. tonight. All over the jab. So it actually could be the case, to the senator's point there, that this could be a jab-induced economic recession. But it won't be because people didn't get the jab. It would be because, in the name of this science that doesn't exist, they're going to be firing people, perfectly healthy people, many of which have natural immunity to the virus. They're about to start willy-nilly firing them in the name of science. And so that's what we're seeing now. They're about to fire people in the name of science. And it's not going to bode well for America. But there are people across this country that are standing up, and I would urge them, do not give in. Do not give in to this tyranny. Hold your ground, make them fire you, and then sue them when you get fired. Hey, we got some special guests next week. Ryan Bomberger with the Radiance Foundation. We're also going to have Dan Celia with Financial Issues next week on AFA at the Course. So stay tuned. See you back here on Monday. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.